Welcome everyone to the Canadian Perspective. How's Today, it going, guys? You guys are doing well? Today is February 14th? Yes, Sunday. Valentine's Day. Right. It look is. At us. Yeah. Oh, it is Valentine's Day. L- look at Day. us sitting here doing a political podcast on that Valentine's is true. Day. <laughs> that is true. I, j- I totally did not oh, even fuck. notice it was Valentine's Day. All right. Well, I'm not going to dwell on that. What's our first story, Cole? Well, you see, <laughs> coming in right on Canada, Trudeau government is introducing new gun control legislation. Holy shit. Or okay. poised to introduce it. So they may propose a bill next week, which fleshes out the ban that happened last May hmm. uh, over shotguns and some other quote-unquote assault style weapons that they say were built for the battlefield and not for shooting animals okay that's their claim so farmers were very angry about that i, I don't tell you i can tell you you know I, I worked for them <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah. how you found out well yeah yeah well i mean apparently it covered some 1500 models and variants you know what it also covered uh that uh black rifle coffee company that's what actually banned them i, b- I believe so don't quote me on that i'm that's not 100 percent sure weird. but i'm pretty sure i think they uh they banned some companies hmm that as well so that wasn't a bill that was a ban by cabinet order okay so that that, that didn't go through what happened anything. in may yeah yeah so basically it was like an executive order except members of the cabinet can do that okay and so then this new bill is expected to a include provisions which allow the police doctors, victims of domestic abuse, and families to be able to report people with guns who may pose a risk to themselves or an identifiable group. So you can basically just report people okay, who are suspicious, I guess. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that. Also, introduce stricter secure storage laws to help prevent the theft of firearms. No problem with that. No. No problem with that. That's good. Yeah. That's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want criminals being able to steal guns and use them criminal shit they all offer more resources and stronger penalties for police order officers to target and stop illegal trafficking of firearms you know fine no problem include new penalties for gun purchases by a licensed buyer on behalf of an unlicensed one which is already illegal right yeah but should be fucking illegal yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like your buddy your buddy can't go out and buy a gun but you're just like oh i can so like because he's not licensed and then all of a sudden you're like yeah Bro, no problem. I got it. It's like buying cigarettes for somebody who's underage. Yeah, except it's a lethal weapon. Not, <laughs> no, it's not a, a cancer stick. It's not the DVD of lethal weapon. No. It's an actual lethal weapon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bootleg. And then also um, maintain current firearm magazine limits. So I wasn't aware of this, but apparently there's a five bullet limit for hunting rifles and shotguns magazines and a 10 bullet limit for handguns. Okay. For magazine size. But also... This provision will increase a crackdown on the sale of magazines that can be modified to hold more cartridges. See, like you can modify yeah, like yeah. the spring mechanism yeah, and yeah. stuff, and perhaps force in more cartridges and whatnot. I don't know why you would bring extra magazine if you need it because you got to reload, and then yeah, I know. You know. But if you're shooting animals, you should you don't have more than one shot, unless it's like birds. That's true, right? Yeah, that's true. All right. Then this bill also is expected to introduce some sort of buyback system, um, an optional buyback system at a fair market value. Mm. So, but they would also allow owners to keep them with strict conditions. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm totally fine with optional. the buyback program at all. Like, just having that would be nice. It makes sense. Yeah. It's understandable. I mean, it's something that they've tried to push for for years in the United States. And yeah. unfortunately, because of their um, corrupt Congress and Senate, they won't. They haven't but been like, able to you, get anything. You just you say, hey, we want to outlaw these guns or whatever, or we don't really like these guns being out there. We will pay you above market value for these guns if you well, hand them in. At market value, not above. Pay above. It's more of an incentive for them to come in and. Uh, yeah, but this is liberals we're talking here. They don't like paying. Yeah, they don't like spending money. I know, but still, like it, it makes sense. And then you get those, um, at least some of them, off the, out of the streets and shit. That's true. Depends on which ones we're talking about. So gun control advocates are also kind of peeved about that because yeah. they want it to be a mandatory buyback program. Yeah. Of course they do. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I I feel this like topic Canada's gun laws of, are pretty fine. I mean, yes, that's my opinion. Is that. 
I kind of like Canada's gun laws the way they were. We had few, ma- few mass shootings. Yeah, well, we have basically none. We've had a couple, but it's, it's minimal compared to the States, of course. Mm-hmm. How many actual gun deaths do we have? Like, I feel like that's important, which is, again, not comparable to the States at all. Now, there's a couple, but they're usually handguns that have come in here illegally, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not, that's not it just getting sold at a retail store. They're going to get here somehow anyways, right? The, the laws that are uh, in this bill that are meant to stop that, like being, uh, giving police a little bit more uh, resources, stop uh, them coming in at the border and stuff, mm-hmm. that's going to help that problem. That will help that problem, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't see many people going out with shotguns and shooting people, right? So gun deaths, so in 2018, we had... 0.72 per 100,000. Per 100,000, okay. Yeah. That's pretty good, though. Good. Guns per 100 inhabitants, we had 34.7 guns in 2017 per inhabitants. Per 100 inhabitants. Mm-hmm. A lot. Those, those guns, though, are hunting guns, right? Yeah. Lots of, uh, they're not like AR-15s or whatever the fuck. These the guns are also not owned by, like, the Kyle Rittenhouses. They're owned by either, usually it's uh, farmers, of course, but also people that go out hunting. Do all that stuff. Lots of the time they have multiple guns. We're in the top five of guns per 100 inhabitants. Are we? Yeah. Number how about, one. How is, about gun violence? Well, I don't know. I mean. We also have a rich history of hunting. So. Yeah, but I just wanted to point that out. We are in like the top the five. Fucking, our, I just wanted to say, compared to the other ones we were in, like, of course, number one is the United States, 120.5 yeah. per 100 inhabitants. Second place is Serbia with 37.82. That's a giant gap. Yeah, well, the U.S. has more guns than people. Yeah, they're fucking crazy. Well, yeah, per 100 inhabitants. Yeah. 120.5 guns per 100 inhabitants. That is more guns than people. Yeah. <laughs> that is unbelievable. And then go to Serbia, 37.82. Second, mm-hmm. Cyprus is third, 36.4. Canada is fourth, 34.7. And then Finland is fifth with 32.4. But anyways, yeah. So our personal opinions on this, I mean, I, yes, Derek said, I like the way the current system is. The current laws for guns in Canada currently are. I mean, I don't, don't, have I don't many... think the guns are the issues when uh, in the gun deaths. I think it's more, at least in Canada, it's more so the actual uh, people that are the issue. No, I don't want to go into that, uh, that thing, but like you don't have access to the massive, the massive arsenal that the United States has access to. Yeah. And you do have to jump through some hoops in order to receive a firearm. Yeah. So it's not Which just good. as simple as... So you get as... checks and stuff. So the people that uh, shouldn't be, have a gun usually don't have a gun. Now, they can get it through illegal means, but that's them getting it through illegal means. Right. So they, they give you a criminal background test, then you have to do a test yeah. for gun safety. You have to study for a gun safety test and do all that stuff. Then you finally do the test, then you have to pay for the license. Yeah. Usually it takes like a month or two in order to get it. And then you actually have to buy the gun. Yeah. So, I don't know. I kind of like the way that they were at the time. I mean, I'm a libertarian, but obviously left-wing libertarian. Yeah. Just need to <laughs> clarify that. But obviously, you don't want to have mass shootings in your country. And that's principally yeah, but we don't you know, have a major mass problem. Sh- well, but that's the thing, is that I don't want gun laws to be loosened. Because no. it seems like we are I think we're riding the issue. We're, we're on the right side of the line type thing. Yeah. But I don't want to go too far and like infringe on people's. Um, yeah, because now we're now we're like adding more shit and more and more shit. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the right wing uh, talking points here, right? Well, yeah. But at the same time, I also think that the way we have it is good, and the gun deaths that we do have are either freak incidents, incidences of like um, domestic terrorism or something like that. Yeah, where they're going to go in and cause um, violence, whichever way they can. Mm-hmm. anyways i mean as long as you have guns yeah. there will be gun violence yes that is that's going to happen yeah so you know even though we have all these background checks even though we have these tests as long as we have guns available to the public there will be gun violence there's a possibility always of there being gun violence yes there's, so, there's not that much in comparison to other countries yes so I think I think we ride the a good line between uh, allowing people to have guns and uh, minimizing gun deaths. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. They used to be in the past on the whole rah rah. Yeah, let's get rid of all the guns because why not? When I was more of a 
a Radlib <laughs> back in the days. And then as I started to learn more about like, you know, some of the more history. Yeah, the history. The history of socialism and capitalism and socialism and capitalism and, you know, some of the more anarchistic ide- ideologies yeah. and what's happened with them. And also the current state, seeing what's going on in the United States with you know, the Proud Boys and whatnot, them being mm-hmm. uh, basically an armed militia and the left wing not having a viable counter counter to yeah. their aggression. My stance has sort of changed to be more so in favor of guns than I was before. But still, I'm not complete remove the regulations or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, you shouldn't own a fucking tank, right? Well, no shit. Yeah. You shouldn't own a fucking machine gun on the back, or you shouldn't have a machine gun on the back of your truck Yeah, going down the city, right? Obviously, no. Right? So there, there's a line that everybody has. It mm-hmm. depends where you put that line to make which gun's illegal and which one's uh, not illegal. Right. Everybody has a line. It's crazy. Unless you're a freak uh, ANCAP or something. I'm just, just a freak. Just a freak. Unless if you're just All a freak. All ANCAPs are freak. Freaks. Anarchist capitalists. Those aren't even real anarchists. You could argue that that's not real anarchism. It's not real anarchism. It's more of a feudalist system where corporations are in power. It's not exactly feudalism. But well, more of a feudalist system. It's closer to feudalism. Because you're basically saying, I, just, I like authority in the form of private ownership that's yeah. unaccountable to the general and, population. Yeah. I just don't like it when the government acts in that way. Yeah. And that's just so stupid. Yeah, it is. But those are the people that would uh, be fine with other people owning tanks and shit. Yeah. And fucking missiles and warheads. <laughs> that's right. Which basically Elon Musk does own. Oh yeah. Oh, he owns missiles. Because he's a billionaire and he can. Anyway, so moving on to our next story. Uh, we mentioned the other day what happened in Myanmar, Burma, yeah. and so the aftermath. What we talked about, and I kind of knew that there was gonna be some shit that's that's gonna go down. Oh, a hundred percent though. Hundred percent going down. There's so much oppression in that country. Getting pretty bad. Obviously, anytime the military takes over and does a coup d'état. Against a democratically elected government. Not good. No. Not good on the freedom front. No. Granted, so, the democratic elected government was also kind of trash, but. <laughs> that they also were kind of trash, but. The ten thousand, tens of thousands of people took the streets in Myanmar's major cities for anti coup demonstrations. Yeah. And of course, there was a bunch of crackdowns by the police on that. The 384 people have been detained since the coup in a wave of mostly night arrests. And then oh. what happened was the junta pulled a blast from the past kind of who's the junta a military junta it's the junta is a term used for the government of an authoritarian state run by high-ranking officers of the military which is exactly what myanmar is right now so yeah fantastic so basically they did a little blast from the past here they announced it was releasing twenty-three thousand prisoners on friday Okay. Now, mind you, they're also arresting political prisoners. They've released criminal prisoners. Now, this is a move that mirrors the pro-democracy demonstrations that happened in 1988, where the military was widely accused of releasing criminals into the population to stage attacks, and then the military later cited unrest as a justification for extending their own power. So they're doing a little, they're trying it again. They're releasing a bunch of criminals and shit that are going to cause unrest, maybe have them infiltrate the movements of protests. It kind of sounds like Suicide Squad. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I mean, I don't know about that. But <laughs> okay. But, um, and so because of that, what's happened is the citizens have started to form their own citizen patrols at night. Oh, fuck. Okay. So now citizens have gone together since Saturday started to patrol the streets in Yangon, which is the country's second largest capital, to prevent night raids from the junta and also crime, because there's been a massive spike in crime yeah, since the junta just, just released a shitload of criminals. Uh, criminals. So, yeah, there are people walking the streets now with pots and pans and shit like that yeah. to, like, sound the alarm, and then they also have bats and stuff to chase down, like, That's so fucking anarchist. It's so kind of, they're resorting to anarchistic tactics in order to curb the junta's abilities holy pretty badass huh no this is pretty badass badass. i gotta say yeah holy fuck but you know all the power to him i hope it uh it works out everything that's happening in this country i think is shit 
every single thing, okay? I mean, you had the democratically elected government that was... Genocide was occurring underneath them against the They're, Rohingya Muslims. Yeah. So. And then that democratic government, which was kind of fresh, only been a decade of democracy, yeah. then is ousted in a coup d'etat by the military. Yeah. And the military starts to crack down on its citizens severely. Yeah. And the citizens are now want this democratic government back in place. But the democratic government was also doing some genocidal bullshit. So now you're just... What do you do? I don't know what side to be on <laughs> here. Side to be on. I, of course I'm not on the military <laughs> side. And democracy's great and all. But they're committing fucking genocide. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to be on the side of the genocide. Yes. Well, because the majority of the country is Buddhist. So I guess yeah. they don't really care. They don't give a fuck because they hate the Muslims there. Yeah, and they're technically right? not citizens. Yeah. They're Rohingya Muslims. But that's just a... No, that's bullshit reasons from... That's just semantic Some reasons far, for them too. Far back history. Bullshit. And also the, um, the army reinstated a law requiring people to report overnight visitors to their homes, which allowed security forces to detain suspects and search private property without court approval. And also, you know, ordered the arrest of backers in protest. So they're doing it's like little so things. fucked up. They're doing little things. Now, of course, the Western countries, United States and whatever, have imposed some new sanctions on the country. <laughs> Yeah, that'll do okay. much. Okay. And then, then things picked up even more. Okay? There's actually two different articles written on the same day yeah. from France 24 about Myanmar. France 24 is just fucking baller. Okay? They literally give you 24 hours. Yeah, no, they're, all the they're time. good. They're good, bro. So basically... French 24's uh, political site where you can get world news. That's a lot less biased than our media here in Canada. Or the states, of course. It's just, at least it talks about the world events. Yes, it, this, okay, the first stories on France 24 is Myanmar's oh, yeah. genocide. <laughs> and we were looking at, uh, what was the first story on uh, yeah. uh, CTV? So basically I checked out, oh, let's see what's going on the internet. CTV News. First thing on the CTV News front page, Prince Harry and Meghan are going to have a new kid. That's the first thing. I go to France 24, the first thing on the front page is Myanmar junta cuts off internet, deploys tanks as soldiers fire at protesters. <laughs> you see the massive difference in what they consider to be important news. This is why I don't watch our news here. Because it's kind of fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be COVID-19 COVID information and garbage. Man stalks moose for a majority of the shutdown. You know, yeah, with like, stuff like that. Why, why, why does that matter? That doesn't fucking matter. There's genocides going on. There's wars going on that matter. There's like a global geopolitical uh, issues that are happening right now. Why aren't you talking about that, bitch? What we're trying to do here. Archaeologists unearth <laughs> ancient beer factory in Abydos, Egypt. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, they liked beer back there, apparently. <laughs> we're no, not done we, with Myanmar. We're half done with Myanmar. We're half okay? done, okay? So basically, what happened was on Sunday, which is today, but France, it's technically tomorrow. So Myanmar cut off the internet completely, just like they did on the day of the coup, and deployed troops around the country on Monday as a crackdown on anti-coup protests. So this is hours after forces fired in order to disperse a demonstration uh, in the country's north. So basically, yeah. uh, you know, troops in Mietikiana fired tear gas that shot at the crowd who, who gathered in the northern city to stop rumors shut down and electricity geared. And journalists on the seat said it was unclear whether the police had a used rubber bullets or live round. Oh. Oh, fuck. So, I think there was some footage that was released of that incident. Mm -hmm. And after that got out, the military was like, okay, guys, and no more internet for you. No more internet for you. We're hitting the lag switch, and there's no more internet for you guys. So that's, that's so fucked up. Oh, it is. That's it so is. Fucked They're trying up. to stop the news from getting out. Now, also, yeah. five journalists monitoring the protests have been detained. Well, they're five not, journalists. They're not going to be undetained. We don't know. They're going to be detained for their lives. Well, I don't know about that. Journalists usually, even though... I don't know. Even detaining a journalist is a no-no. Yeah. We know those journalists are in there, so it's hard for you to detain them for the rest of their life usually that happens when you don't know okay the person is in their country yeah but it's you should be worried though yeah, you should be I'm, worried about I, what happens i'm not people. trusting the military <clears throat> here 
the military junta yeah that just took power from yeah uh, i'm not i'm not i'm not trusting trusting them them either but i mean hopefully these guys get back home so they tried the internet blackout apparently last week and that didn't work oh a shitload of people still uh flowed into cities and even small towns outside of the big cities okay so that's good yeah that's good i mean somehow well they're able to form together citizen patrols maybe they have, they have some sort of robust communication system put in place they must without the internet must. i don't know maybe they have some sort of robust system but yeah so there's also all the workers are on strike now oh good. everybody's striking the railway good. company's striking people were pushing tree trunks in front of train tracks the striking workers were doing that <laughs> and in front of roads to stop like the the police from coming in and busting up the the strikes mm-hmm. so the population was is ready to fight back yeah this is good it so is. that gives me hope for the actual people of uh myanmar mm-hmm. and here's actually a better sign this is even a better sign in the southern city of dawe mm-hmm. seven police officers broke ranks to join anti-coup protesters Fuck yeah so there's been local media reports of other isolated defections from the forces in recent days that's a big big development because something that Chris Hedges mentions in his, in his novel, War is a Force That Gives Us Meaning, is that when you have people from the security state, the state that's supposed to uphold power in the country, and when they themselves start to lose support in the, in the organs of power, mm-hmm. when they stop believing in the organs of power and they start joining the protests, that's when it's game over Yeah, for the members of power now i don't know if it's on a wide enough scale at this point no but that's what happened in the 1917 revolutions in soviet union that's what happened members of the guard royal guard they were supposed to defend the tsarist palace they mm-hmm. refused to fire on protesters okay at times and then that's the instruction turn in the from so well <laughs> yes uh maybe not as that's a little bit different of a situation much different but um, you know you also had that happen in hungary Okay. In 1956, revolution against the Soviet government when they wanted to go for a democratic socialist one. Yeah. The members of the uh, of the police and some of the military like ripped off their badges and, and joined the protesters, and then they actually succeeded temporarily okay. at having that until yeah. the Soviets came in and yeah, with the tanks, course, yeah. and then you know fuck shit up. Well, okay, but, yeah. So that's a good sign. We'll see if that continues. But right now, that's where we're at. So basically, best case scenario is that the because there's a worker strike on right now. The workers overthrow the military. See, I don't know. In order to do that, you need weapons. I don't yeah. think they're armed. There's been no... They're not armed? I don't think they're armed. There's been no uh, stories or cases of, of people shooting back at the military. I've also, like, my, my impression... I don't know anything about Buddhists, but my impression of Buddhists is that they're pretty nonviolent. I mean, Buddhists are also committing the genocide against the yeah, Myanmar that's what I was Muslims. About to say. So, so that doesn't even matter. I no. mean, religion—it's just you can pick and choose anything from it yeah. to satisfy your beliefs or your actions at any yeah, point in time. Matter. So it doesn't just, really matter. It's just a vector to make yourself feel better. Right. Anyways, so like I mentioned, neighborhood watch brigades are being formed. Well, obviously, the- obviously they have the organi- organizational power, right? Exactly. Especially if they have neighborhood watch. Yeah. They're able to organize this without the use of the internet, mm-hmm. as well as the military patrolling the fucking streets, making sure that they're not visiting each other in each other's houses. Mm-hmm. How are they organizing this? How the fuck are they doing that? Fucking superhuman. Somehow, I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so right. basically a joint statement was released by the US, British, and European Union, where they urged security forces not to harm civilians. Wow. You know, of course, I, we, of course. we really could have used that. During the George Floyd protests, when the cops were just brutalizing people and shooting uh, rubber bullets at their eyes and it stuff. It doesn't matter. Maybe the U.S. Been owns nice. the U.N., so they're never going to tell the U.N. But not to. But the European to. Union. Yeah, I mean. But nobody wants to step no on the would, U.S.'s no toes. Would that. I know. So anyways, an emergency session was called by the U.N. Human Rights Council. Oh, what, what, what did they do? On Friday. What did they do? They called for the new regime to release all, quote, arbitrarily detained people and for the military to hand power back to suki's administration that's what they call for i mean it's uh, what, what what happened nothing 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 the, this stuff is so bullshit i know un is kind of bullshit mm-hmm. one is owned by the u.s two they do nothing they do nothing the u.s is veto power yeah on the human rights 
one of the boards so saudi arabia is on the board for human rights like come yeah, on like, like what a joke that is like Get the, the fuck UN, like it's, it's so fucking dumb just so fucking dumb and canada didn't get chosen for the board for human rights well maybe that's why i'm so salty <laughs> well i'm just saying it's like canada didn't get chosen for it we didn't but get saudi chosen, arabia but, fucking did yeah but that that was some bureaucratic bullshit i know right Anyways. like trudeau didn't try to like run for it like a couple of years earlier so is that what it was priority for him yeah that's what the fucking conservatives were talking about oh. some some bureaucratic bullshit that doesn't fucking matter like is that affecting your life no getting on that board it's not affecting my life on the council no but i'm just saying it's not affecting nobody's life i would I rather mean, have canada on there instead of saudi arabia i'm just saying i mean of course if you're talking about human <laughs> That's rights all i'm saying is that i'd rather have canada on there instead of saudi, Doesn't saudi mean we arabia have a perfect... shouldn't, shouldn't be like shouldn't be on any global board because of the atrocities that they are committing that's right except for maybe the the oil yeah they got a lot of Sorry. oil but still that's right but anyways so apparently guess who the traditional allies of myanmar are i, I don't know china and russia oh and so they have disassociated themselves from what they have described as interference in myanmar's quote internal affairs so they are like yeah you know united nations human rights yeah we're so gonna, there's, I, there's, we're gonna... there's a couple options that can happen for them either uh the workers somehow push the military back far enough where they can scare them enough to get the old power back or whatever they're trying to do, whatever their goals are. Or they're just going to get more isolated. They're already shutting uh, down the internet for the people. So how are they going to communicate with other people across the world? They're isolating themselves from their allies while they're doing this military coup. Like, what's going to happen? I mean, Russia and China have disassociated themselves from what they have described as interference in their internal affairs so they're not they're, going to go in. they're not saying that we don't we're distancing ourselves from myanmar they're saying we're distancing ourselves from the united nations human rights council and their actions to stop what's going on and okay that's what they're saying okay well shit thanks a lot china and russia yeah what the fuck dude anyways Genta also claims that they say that they took power lawfully and they're also telling journalists hey maybe don't refer to us as the government took power in a coup just don't do that now of course fuck you yeah well Junta. that's exactly what you are that's what you did <laughs> what else would you call what happened it's it fits the definition of a coup a coup d'etat yeah yeah military coup d'etat very similar to the states in which they uh claimed that the democratic election was fraudulent yeah and stolen and all that jazz and then as a result they took over government Kind of like the insurrectionists, except the insurrectionists, of course, didn't actually have backing of the military. Right, and also the military has a history of having control of the country for decades. Yeah. So there's a little bit difference of a backdrop there. The thing is, they have the fu fucking firepower, so mm -hmm. someone comes in and says, hey, can we have democracy now? They can just be like, no. That's right, they and could shoot just them. They could just what, what, what else is the are, or What else are the people going to do? I what mean, other option do they have? Well, so looking so at the way... there has to be a revolution yeah, or, Looking at the way things are right now, basically... Well, that actually, you just brought up another point that I couldn't mention too. So in order for the citizens to maybe win or do something... Yeah. Is to, like I, like I said, general strike, which I, it appears they're doing a similar thing with that. Yeah. Not a full-on general strike. It hasn't... No media outlet has referred to it as a general strike, yeah. like in the India situation. But if they shut down the whole country and they all go out protesting, the military junta can't run. It can't function. If the whole country is shut down, then the government will cease to function. Mm -hmm. You understand that? Yeah. If the, all the organs of industry are shut down yeah but they have soldiers right? all the workers go home so i don't i don't know how strong their, their military is or how many personnel they have they i don't know they might be able to be self-sufficient in that sense perhaps just the soldiers and the people and well, the people you know if you're not getting an income because you're not going to work yeah. so that could be also a major problem but that would be uh, and if they hold out for long enough that's the only way and then you mentioned something about the only way to get rid of military or in order to have an actual democratic country is to overthrow the military full-on yeah 
the only way to, a to revolution do, or, just get rid of them yeah in an armed revolution of which some kind. is going to be hard if they don't have guns which kind of appears or not as we discussed earlier right you could do the tactic of raiding police stations yeah raiding areas that have the weapons and then giving them to the workers now you probably won't get enough guns in order to do it but if we're already seeing from their current tactics that defectors from the police force yeah police officers remember not military officers but police officers officers who are acting on behalf of the military defecting they have guns if you have more defectations from the police they can go in and get guns from the stations and that's that's true that's true there was also a situation in Turkey when there was an attempted coup d'etat where you had the police that were fighting the military at, at points. Police okay. were shooting at the military yeah. in some situations because coup d'etats are strange, you know. They're confusing times. They are confusing times. There are confusing alliances between different bodies of the government. I mean, hopefully people in Myanmar stay strong and they persevere yeah. Yeah, throughout like, what's going on. I, I can't relate at all being in Canada. I can't relate to yeah, I anything can't. like this. No, I, I can't. can't even imagine what they're going through right now. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine Trudeau coming down and being like, I am the ultimate dictator, and if you disagree with me, I will shoot you. But the cops are so right-wing. What? The cops are so right-wing, they're like, nah. Nah, fuck. No, maybe not Trudeau, but let's say uh, Aaron O'Toole does that. If Aaron O'Toole did it, if Kevin Just- O'Leary... <laughs> <laughs> if Kevin O'Leary It would be Kevin O'Leary but Yes, if he was Prime Minister and him with his bald ass head Got it all shined up and he walked out and gave a press conference Alright guys, so we've decided No more elections There's no more elections And I own everything I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> When it comes to elections, I'm out So We're going to have martial law <laughs> We're going to have martial uh, law for a year Maybe That could work yeah, but I, I also don't... For I, the conservatives. I mean, for if they wanted to coup. Yeah. It would probably be from the conservatives if it were ever to happen in Canada. Right, because usually the military is, supports the right-wing elements. Yes. But in Myanmar, in their past, the military junta had control of the country. They were trying to implement the Burmese way to socialism. How's that for a fucking curveball? Yeah. How is that for a fucking curveball, well, my dude? what are they dude? doing right now? I mean, they're not doing the Burmese way of socialism anymore. Also, you don't want socialism controlled by the fucking military. Yes. Well, you don't <laughs> want socialism controlled by any authoritarian government. No, you don't want authorities in socialism. When you're, the people are talking about socialism. 90% of them are talking about uh, anarchist socialism. Well, nowadays they are. Right? They're talking about libertarian socialism. Because you see how Soviet Union worked out. Where it was a little bit more of, um, well, they started off as authoritarian socialism. They wanted to eventually dissolve the government that way through a dictatorship. Turned out that they didn't, dictator didn't want to lose that power, right? What are you talking about? I'm talking about author- the authoritarian strategy, like the Leninist ideology. Well, they believed in the vanguard party that was supposed to lead the revolution. And then once yeah, the they lead the revolution, authoritarian, they set up a dictator to then dissolve the state. A dictator of the proletari- proletariat. And then it would be in a temporary, temporary government, quotes, quote unquote, yeah. that would eventually rid the population of their prior government system or whatever. Of their prior like beliefs in the capitalist system. And then eventually they would transition to a communist system. Never going to happen. Like an no, actual communist no. uh, society where there is no government and whatnot. No government, no class, and no money. The definition of a communist society. Right, but they're not going to do that because absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, so and once Lenin, who led the revolution, the left-wing revolution, got in power, became that dictator. Well, that's not never... exactly what happened. It was council communism after that, and then they had a well, civil was... war. Really? Yes. Is that how it happened? Yep. 1917, okay. after they succeeded in the revolution, they formed what's called a council communism. Where they have, it was from 1917 until 1922. And during that whole time of the Council of Communism period, mm-hmm. everything went into a civil war, which is what commonly happens after revolutions, right? Yeah, yeah it turned into a civil war between the Bolsheviks, the Reds, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. authoritarian communists, and the Whites, which was everyone else. Yeah. Democratic socialists, anarchists, some people who were still in favor of the monarchist system, and they fought a civil war until 1922. And the Reds, of course, succeeded. And I think in that time, Lenin died. Is that when Lenin died? Yeah, I think that's when he died during that period. Because Stalin took over in 1923. Okay. 1924. He was the leader of the Soviet Union for a long-ass time. 
Yeah, well, I thought Lenin died after that. He was still dictator, and then and then Stalin took over after that. Actually, no, you're right. He died in 1924, Lenin. Still. Yeah, the Burmese way to, to socialism was under the Burma Socialist Program Party. So it was the ideology of the military dictatorship in Burma from 1962 to 1988. Okay. So basically, there's a coup d'etat in 1962, they overthrew it, and then they started to do that. Basically, it seems like turned... Oh, no, it's not good. It doesn't look good. No? No, no. Turned one of the most prosperous countries in Asia, one of the world's poorest. That's rough. Experience greatly increased poverty, inequality, corruption, international isolation. Not a good look. No good. You don't want the fucking military in there. That's the problem. Yeah, it seemed like they were just doing that, so that way they would get backing from the Soviet Union and China. Yeah. So they could hold power that way. That makes sense. Do you understand? Yeah. Instead of where... We're not talking about actual socialism where the people get like their basic needs met and shit. Right, because I mean, <laughs> this Burmese way to socialism was put in place by a 1962 coup d'etat. I mean, yeah. that's not a revolution. That's not... No, that's not, not any of that. On that's behalf the of the military people. just deciding to take power over. I think the military might have been in power before. I have no idea. No, fuck it. Anyways, um, I'm gonna have to cut some of that so we don't sound stupid. But I'm going to sound stupid regardless. I mean, yes, we haven't read up enough on Lenin recently. I haven't. I haven't. I, I mean, I want to actually read Lenin's book to understand what he actually believed in. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm not there yet. I haven't done that yet. Doesn't mean I like Lenin. By the way, fucking Leninist. I might also like to read uh, Mein Kampf to understand what Hitler was uh, like. Hitler's ideology. That might be a bit like, mm, I don't want to own that. I don't want to look like... <laughs> I don't want to own I, that. <laughs> I don't want to look like I bought that book. But. Uh, yeah, you don't want to have the receipt for but, it. But you know, you can borrow it from a friend or something. I know a guy that knows a guy. Of course you do. <laughs> we read the leftist theory first. It's also like reading their books as an endorsement of them is you trying to understand what their, uh, their actual beliefs. Yes. Their actual thoughts on things. What their laid out argument was. Yeah, and that, uh, that's more interesting to me than the history, at least. History is important to even. know. I think it's even, on and off. On and off. Well, me personally, I'm more interested in that. The okay. ideas, that marketplace of ideas, bro. <laughs> okay, I just like to see what, what happened. Like, yeah, what that's was important the possible, to know. That's the possible to know. alternate timelines that could yeah. have occurred if shit had gone a different way? Yeah, that's interesting to know as well. Also, there's something that I forgot to add to the doc. Yeah. That I just remembered is happening now. There's massive protests in Greece. Oh, I right. saw on Redfish. Right. right yeah, the, you, you the sent Instagram. that to me. I mean, I'm just pulling this out of my ass from The Guardian. Oh, shit. So basically what's going on in Greece is that the country is trying to pass a law that would establish a university police force. Right, yes. Police that would be installed inside universities. And the students are worried that this will stifle freedom of expression and speech and, and whatnot yeah that's scary fucking scary oh no the government is run by a center-right yeah that's a center-right idea legislation proposed by the ruling center-right new democracy party and to be approved by parliament on thursday yeah so they're they're pissed off about that eh? holy Students? shit creation of a special university police force empowered to guard campuses and arrest those considered troublemakers as well as quote disciplinary council end quote able to suspend or expel students what the fuck so there's so been a bunch of videos they're propping up a military entity in the campus that is able to uh, make decisions on how students will be punished for and, their quote-unquote crimes yes uh, and troublemakers and whatnot that's so fucking vague yes that's so fucking vague definitely vague on purpose definitely vague on purpose so they kind of give themselves ultimate power not good also there's a uh, history uh, universities throughout the world actually usually are hotbed for progressive ideas and activists mm -hmm. and in greek's own history there was in 1973 tanks of the greek junta or regime of colonels as they were called which fell a year later violently ended a student occupation of athens polytechnic was university was the athens polytechnic polytech university yeah wh when 1973. 73? At least okay. 26 people were killed. Okay, see, this is why French this 24 is, why. is so good. So apparently last October, the rector of the Athens University of Economics and Business was taken hostage in his office by a group of hooded anarchists. Holy fuck. <laughs> who photographed him with a sign around his neck saying, Solidar Solidarity with squats. <laughs> with squats? Yeah. 
There was a university asylum law which prevented police from entering campuses except for particularly serious crimes, which was ushered in after the military dictatorship. It was repealed by the new democracy center-right-wing yeah. leadership of the country a year and a half ago. Okay. So people who remember the 1970s fight against the junta yeah. now getting a little uneasy yeah. with what's happening. There's been a bunch of videos that have been released through Redfish and, and of course, other on Twitter and uh, on Reddit and stuff like that. Greece, when they protest, they go hard. It's, it's a thing in Europe, bro. You and know? Like those European countries, Greece, France, uh-huh. those places. And after the Eastern Bloc fell, anarchism has been an extremely dominant yeah. ideology in Greece. Yeah. And so that carries over to some of the protests. They're fucking ready, bro. bro you got Molotov people, cocktails. Molotov cocktails being <laughs> thrown. People with... Um, Baseball protesters bats. with bats that have red flags tied around the end you see that is the most anarchist thing <laughs> well they're not black flags no it not it doesn't need to be black but like just the baseball bat thing yes that's like the fucking like libertarian or left-wing libertarian personified mm-hmm. is a dude with a baseball bat so it's been wreaking havoc <laughs> it's some crazy shit's going on universities have been a little bit underfunded because of the new government that's what the right wing does they take that's away your education <laughs> So apparently, yeah, and, and Greek police have been doing much more abuses in the past year and a half since yeah, the so. right-wing government has taken so. They're oppressing people. The people are fighting back because they're anarchists, and they're just like, fuck you. We're not going to take it. Probably listening to Twisted Sister. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. fucking awesome. That's so sick. That's so sick, dude. They got the bats and shit, man. And the red flag, like, damn. They ain't, they ain't fucking around, dude. I mean, I'm not, I'm never support violence of any kind, but when you're being oppressed in a military way, if you're being oppressed by the military, what's your options? What are your options? Yes. Or, or you if you don't got back. guns, you got bats, right? What are you going to do? This is a different Derek than I've heard from before. What's going on, Derek? What's happening? And they haven't started becoming violent. Or have they? Have what? They, have the they protesters? Been, yeah. You saw the vids, the Molotov cocktails, my dude. Are they, are they actually, like, hurting police officers and shit? When you swing a bat at somebody, you're trying to hurt them. Are they them. swinging bats at people? That's what we were saying with the sticks. I thought they were just holding them. No! I thought it was a... There's vids of them running up the police with the bats and, trying okay. to, and pushing okay. the cops I back. Know. I don't know about that. And when you throw a Molotov cocktail, that's okay. a fucking bomb. <laughs> I know, but the Molotov cocktail, you can throw it at, like, buildings and shit. On the street, start fires and shit. You're not necessarily throwing it at someone. Because then you're burning someone alive. No, but they got the riot gear on. It's always the, fucking... You're fucking on fire. Yeah, it's, it's fire retardant. They got the shields. It's, it's meeting equal no. force with equal force. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways, we got to move on anyways, to the story. Yeah, so the next story, we're going to be talking about police reform. Mm-hmm. Specifically, defund the police. What people want when they say defund the police. Now, as, right. as we know, it's not realistic to defund the police, you know. All that bullshit. Uh, just kidding. Uh, Denver basically did what the defund police people were asking them to do, mm-hmm. which is stop sending police officers to in- instances where they need uh, healthcare workers and mm-hmm. or social workers and or behavioral experts. Right. Stop right? sending the guy with the gun. Yeah. They don't need the Kay. gun. What's so with the gun? Someone, someone's claiming that they're going to commit suicide. Yeah. Right? Why do you need the gun? Suicide personnel. Why are you bringing a gun why to do that? you need the is gun? Your, is your goal? To help them not commit suicide. They bring a gun on their hip and a shotgun in their trunk. That's what they they, do. They come to a suicidal prevention call with guns. Maybe you should leave the gun in the cruiser, bro. What are you doing in your brain? It's so fucking dumb. And the right wing, of course, is like, oh, that's fucking stupid. We need police officers to do these things and brutalize people. And so they're saying, yeah, if you you have a... a mental health incidents, or yeah. if you, somebody's suicidal and they call a, and their family members are worried, yeah. we think you should show up with a gun. Yeah, the cops should show up with a gun. Yeah, that's the alternative to the to the movement. They no. won't say that. The right wing won't say that straight up, though. What no, they do is they genuflect and then they deflect to something else that's like wider. Like yeah. they say, oh, but but okay, so defund the police. They defund like the police, and then good. you try and call 911, and they say, oh, I'm sorry, you gotta wait for the cruiser. They make up all these fake bullshit claims. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, anyways, Denver created a, just a tiny-ass program, okay? Mm-hmm. They had one group 
of three people mm-hmm. uh, for a six-month test program called uh, STAR. Okay? They had three people, all different behavioral um, experts. Like, I think there was a social worker, mm-hmm. a psych- psychologist, or sociologist, or whatever, and yeah. someone else. Anyways, they responded to 750 through uh, in the, these uh, six months. And every single instance that they, um, they went in mm-hmm. was a positive instance. They helped the person. A positive of, outcome? A positive outcome. They uh, helped the person that have arrested the person. There is no arrest. There is no negative outcomes. And they just were helping people that needed help. Lots of these instances uh, were included, like trespassing, uh, suicide, prevention, suicidal person, persons and shit like that. Those like intoxicated people, indecent exposure. Oh, yeah, yeah. That stuff. Like the small shit, right? That mm-hmm. the police don't need to deal with. You don't need the police to deal with. What yeah. we need the police for is catch the fucking serial killer mm-hmm. or the investigations fucking, uh, yeah. rapist at the club mm-hmm. or whatever. Like those are the things that you need the police for, not these like petty crimes, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody is happy with this basically in Denver. It, yeah. just, pr- it just proves everything that the uh, BLM protests were talking about, right? Just everything. Everything that they're uh, um, calling for was good. Yeah. Everything they're calling for was good. So they just, the right wing position is just disproven. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're not going to. um, It doesn't matter. going to change their position. No. Just because they were proven to be wrong. No. That's not how how politics works, people. You have to see if they push for an ideology that turns out to be a massive failure. Or some sort of policy that's a massive failure. Usually what happens is just the general public don't like that ideology for a while, as long as they remember the failure. And then when they forget the failure, then it's still viable. Politics don't use uh, logic and facts. Problem. (laughs) It's a problem. Unfortunately. Yeah. And so anyways, so even the police force like this, because with three people, they're able to save a shit ton of money. Mm Mm-hmm. Just based based off like they're not detaining people anymore, mm-hmm. not spending the time and the personnel, like the workforce, to do the paperwork, mm-hmm. deal with the people in the prison. Uh, they're not paying for it. feed them, to clothe them, basically provide for them when they are uh, detained. Shit like that. Jail inside the inside the police station itself is less full. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, and you, it costs less because you don't have to take care of prisoners. Yeah, exactly. So everybody's winning off here. Especially the people that uh, these three um, social workers are f- helping, which are largely homeless people. Some, I mm-hmm. think it's uh, just under 70% of the people that they interacted with were homeless. Oh. And what they would do is they would um, talk them down from whichever situation they were doing, which was mostly trespassing. Mm-hmm. Like going into homeless people going into like a store or something and refusing to leave. Because oh, it's see, like cold out or something like that. Yeah. They go in, they're like, hey. What's the problem? Why are you doing this? Why are you here? They tell them. They're just like, okay, well, let's like brainstorm a plan. How do we fix uh, your problem? Come into the van. Um, we'll help you out with whatever you need. Mm-hmm. They tell them what they need. Then they go to like a shelter. They get them some. They go to a shelter. They give them some clothes, some a warm place to sleep. That that works. It works. Mm-hmm. Easy. Saves everybody money. Mm-hmm. And apparently they're going to be expanding this program because of the success. Yeah. It's good. They're talking about expanding this because of the success. And they should expand it uh, federally, nationwide. Yeah, but it's, it's We hard. should expand. We should uh, adopt this and expand it throughout Canada. We should. Uh, absolutely. 100%. I think it's run by the municipalities, though. The police force? I think a lot, a lot of it is municipal. Oh, is federal, oh, and then um, well, the RCMP have... is run by federal. Yeah, and then the the Winnipeg Police Force is run by the Winnipeg municipality city. Yeah, yeah, but so, I think we only have a Winnipeg. Not all municipalities forces. I think they run by the RCMP. Yeah, that's federal though. Yeah, I know. So you could change the federal oh, RCMP. Oh, so you're saying we should do uh, municipal ones? Yes, too, because okay, that's the yeah. only way to get the cities to change. Yeah, implement these programs everywhere, and then you have like way less prisoners. Everybody's quality of life goes up. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fuck over homeless people or black people or whatever. Actually, yeah. I'm just happy that now there's one instance that we can point to that's like so positive. 
There's yeah. no negatives on this uh, program. No negative. Why wouldn't we imp- I mean, even the police force like it. But we also know that, you know, up here in Canada, we do statistics. Canada does search all the time, publishes reports that show there are no negatives for certain programs, and then they don't do them. So that but, could yeah, also happen. Yeah, but that's, that's for programs that aren't implemented really anywhere else. Okay. Right? So, um, well, Pharmacare is. Pharmacare is. We're just dumb. Here, uh, the U.S., um, if this catches on in lots of places around the e- United States are doing this. That'll be good. That would, that would push Canada into doing Hopefully. it. Hopefully. I think it would. Well, yeah. I, like, from what I see, we only really touch on issues once the states do. Hey, for the most I, part. Like, we didn't yeah. touch on uh, the police issue until uh, George, George Floyd passed away. So beholden to the U.S. media, so. We are. I don't know, it's just the way Canada is goes unfortunately the insurrection is the reason why um the ndp were pushing so hard for the proud boys to get classified as a terrorist group right right, it's right. reactionary in a sense it's unfortunate i mean we're not really uh, we cover a lot of stories that are united states based yeah but, you know it's a stuff major shit happens here not as major shit right states are a lot more entertaining that's 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 what I think it is. Is we're just boring up here. They're mm-hmm. a lot more entertaining down there. But anyways, that's all we, all the stories we had. That's it for us. That's all. Um, that was the. I hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys like. Share with your friends. Share with your friends. Get us. Some I mean, viewers. we we say this every single time, but like, download the podcast. Download the podcast. We should say it at the beginning to yeah, share with your friends because no true. one listens to <laughs> till the, the end. end. Yeah, yeah we can we idea. can tell guys. We have the statistic. Yeah, we have the stats. The we analytics. Know, we know the audience retention. All right. Okay. So, so just all right, saying, we, we're pressuring. Hope Actually, you guys if, download. And if you're listening at this point, like, thank you. Well, thanks. Yes, we appreciate that. But still, <laughs> download goddamn podcast. Download it. Uh, share with Twitter. your friends. Comment. Do do whatever you can. This it doesn't cost you anything. Alrighty. Well, that was Canadian's perspective. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.